0: hello thanks for choosing the looms and me podcast we are all about growth and realistic self-betterment both in our personal and professional lives i'm looms and if you're anything like me then you're doing a pretty passable job of adulting and just hoping for the best so i hope this series helps you as much as it's helping me there's a new episode every sunday but if you want more then head to looms.me It's my birthday month, so this week I'll be sharing some of my favorite lessons from this latest spin around the sun. It's a perfect time for me to be retrospective and I hope you'll indulge me because I am also at my parents' home for a couple of weeks. I haven't seen them since before the pandemic, which is outrageous, I know. There is something so soothing about not having to be a grown-up for a few days. It really honestly feels like a much-needed break from reality. I've been sleeping like a baby personally. And I told a friend of mine, and she referred to the whole being home bliss as quotation, (laughs) full fridge vibes. That's what she called it. And I'm a thousand percent here for it. But first, season two. What? We're back. This is so wild. Who knew that we'd make it this far? I mean, I did. I knew that we make it this far. I, did. I didn't really tell anybody just in case I couldn't practice what I preached around motivation. But spoiler alert, I did. Also, it's wild what hundreds of folks listening to you speak will do for your ability to not quit. You guys have um, kept me going. Thank you so much for listening and for tuning in and for continuing to listen while I've been on a little bit of a break. But now I'm back, and I'm chuffed to bits to be back. I missed chatting to you all each week, but on the plus side, it's been quite the month as well, for me, anyway. I had a birthday, I launched a brand new podcast about tech, culture, and science with one of my bestest chums, Jeeves. All the details are in the show notes. My office reopened, so life as I've known it for the last two years has now completely flipped upside down. And most importantly, I finally launched the companion website to this podcast. This is so great. I get so many messages from listeners asking how they can apply some of the principles from the podcast to their own very special and unique set of circumstances. So I wanted to make sure that I could create a formal way for me to be able to help as many of you as possible. And that's where the website comes in. So if you head to looms.me forward slash coaching, You can book a session and we can apply any of the principles that I've talked about on any of the past episodes or any of the future episodes as well. Huge shout out to my incredibly talented designer friend, Tom, who designed the entire site from head to toe. Everything that you see on there is all from his magical, wonderful, very special brain. So massive thank you to Tom. It's a beautiful corner of the internet and I'm so proud to finally have it out into the world. Right, in honor of my birthday month, I hope that you'll indulge some introspection on my part this week in exchange for what I hope will be a mixture of ideas, some of which you'll already know, but also maybe one or two that you haven't really thought about in a while. And you definitely don't need a new year to set intentions. I mean, it helps for perfectionist brains because we love a nice, clean, fresh start to any idea or a project. That's why. Mondays are always such a you know, bold, big statement day. And then by Wednesday or Thursday, we've completely lost the resolve. It's no surprise, I would imagine, for anyone listening to hear that I love a clean slate. And for birthdays, I like to just take advantage of that and just try to be retrospective, but also really be a bit more forward thinking as well when it comes to how I want to be able to say that I spent the last year i heard a comic refer to this phase of life as the elder millennial phase and that's all the folks who were went to high school in the early 2000s if you if, if you, there's a lot of really fun instagram accounts that like to really revel in that very particular moment in history. But we're all elder millennials now. Uh, i put a link into the stand-up set that this comic did where she talks about the whole concept of being an elder millennial. I, for one, really do like the elder millennial term, and I prefer elder over auntie. But I will and often do answer to both. Uh, even though I was born on just one specific day, I've always enjoyed huge fast over-the-top celebrations for my birthdays that stretch long into the days before and the days that came after the magical day the day that i was born and i say the days after i do prefer to celebrate my birthday but in the run-up to the birthday because i love having things to look forward to and so once the birthday's done it's a bit like well i mean we can still celebrate but it's just not the same but i will and do accept celebrations either end of that magical day. Before the pandemic, I would gather my very random collection of amazing and wonderful human friends. (laughs) Don't know why I needed to specify that, but they are all in fact human and all also wonderful. But we would all get together and we would settle in for the day, drinking everything and eating everything and just generally trying to be as unbothered as possible. As a side note, if we could all just agree to adopt a global communal policy of early starts and early finishes for all celebrations and all parties, I would be very grateful and I genuinely believe that the world would actually be a much more manageable, much more peaceful place. Start early, finish early, get a full night's sleep, it's just, it's the best of both worlds. Recently, one of my favorite people reminded me about my birthday tiara, which I insisted upon wearing for most of my birthday celebrations throughout my 20s. Yes, I, I, I had a birthday tiara. I wore it on every birthday and it was a physical, external manif- manifestation of me putting myself first just on that one day. You now, I'm sad to say that I no longer wear a tiara on the outside on special occasions like Brave Looms did back in the day. But on the in- inside now, instead of wearing the external manifestation, I wear a much more modest tiara on the inside every day. And that tiara is a reflection of a much more sustainable growth with a focus on the journey itself and it doesn't have to be a tiara that you wear on the inside it could be whatever you enjoy wearing on the outside that you don't wear anymore could be a pair of keto sandals and if you don't know what keto sandals are I urge you to please google them and then google keto sandals with socks and you'll understand quite clearly what this elder millennial season is all about but yes whatever manifestation that takes on for you, for me it's still a tiara because, you know, diamonds. Sustainable growth with a focus on the journey itself is the way forward. That's what I want for myself and that is what I hope for all of you as well. So, as an elder millennial, what wisdom have I picked up recently that I can now impart onto the world? I've picked up three bits of wisdom. Two that are relatively well-formed and one that's more like an open question that I would love to put out into the world and hear what you all think about it. The first lesson or idea that's been playing on my mind a lot recently is the concept of self-awareness. Now there's a difference between thinking that we're self-aware and actually being self-aware. I haven't figured out what that difference is yet or if it even matters. I suspect Real self-awareness is the unsexy bit that happens even when no one is looking. My question for you all is, do people have to agree that you're self-aware for you to actually be self-aware? And does knowing that you're self-aware affect your ability to show up authentically? Is it something that can be manipulated, for instance? I haven't really fully fleshed this one out yet, but I'm super curious to hear you all think. The second lesson that's been on my mind recently is all around investing and that is investing your time, money and energy wisely. Now in the last 12 months I've been so incredibly intentional about where and how I invest all three of these sources of energy. I decided to no longer let any shoulds hold me hostage in any sort of mind states that no longer served me. And it's by no means perfect, nothing ever is perfect, but once you start to become aware of how often you have the thought, should, I should do this, I should be this way, I should be thinking this, I should be eating this, I should be wearing this, anytime there's there's a should, to me, what that represents is someone else's idea should is someone else set an idea forward and said this is the way that things are supposed to be and we've just absorbed that and we're taking that as gospel as that is the only state that we should be striving to and then once you start to realize how often you do use the term should it's a really great way to start unpacking the things that we are doing for the sake of them, especially in moments that don't serve us. Look at your shoulds and ask yourself if your shoulds are serving you. Now, if your shoulds are serving you, great. There's no need to change anything. But if your shoulds are holding you back, which they can for so many of us, that could be one really straightforward and practical tip. Ask yourself, what if you got to decide the rules of that should instead? And what would that look like for you if you were to start thinking in that way? What would it look like if you followed that thought through to the end? I should do X because if I don't, then what? What does the rest of that sentence look like, sound like for you? It's an interesting one to play around with, especially if you're feeling stuck or left behind. I really like that tip because language is so valuable and the language that we choose to use can really give us quite the insight into what's going on internally. So it's usually a pretty safe place to start if you're faced with something that you're trying to unpack and you're not entirely sure where to start. The third lesson, and this might be my favorite of the three that I'm gonna share with you, is all about using confirmation bias to your advantage. Now, I learned just how much human brains love patterns and they really lean heavily onto these patterns to help us make quicker decisions using the least amount of energy possible. Confirmation bias is one way in which this process manifests. So your brain will only register the evidence of things that it already believes. And as a concept, it's the reason why we end up being more grounded into and more invested into our, the stories that we tell ourselves because they seem so true because there's evidence of it everywhere. But when you understand that this is just a shortcut that your brain is using and actually it will find evidence of whatever you need it to find evidence of, it just, for me, it changed so much of my outlook and changed so much of it's such a, a good complimentary part of the talking to myself exercise that I started doing that I talked about in about two episodes ago our brains love to be right and if you can give your brain the opportunity to be right about something why wouldn't you choose something that serves you to be right about as opposed to just defaulting to the same old stories that you tell yourself even when they don't serve you If you think you're unattractive, your brain will only focus on the people who don't find you attractive as evidence of your unattractiveness. (laughs) And it would rather do this and prove itself right than put in the energy and the work to notice all the people that you yourself have rejected because that is the opposite of what it's trying to find evidence for. Let's Let's take the idea of imposter syndrome, for instance, It's basically you thinking that you're not smart enough to be in the same room as your colleagues for whatever reason. And when you tell yourself this over and over again your brain will only find evidence of all the things that you don't know and it'll completely ignore all the things that you do know. It'll focus on whatever it needs to focus on to prove your thought right. Your thought being I am not smart enough to be in the same room as these people. Now instead of burning all this energy trying to counteract this natural brain process because this is all part of the natural this is how our brains are supposed to work they're doing their job they're doing exactly what they were designed to do which is keep us safe keep us alive keep us comfortable and be right about danger be right about as much as it can be right about one of my favorite coaches carl Lowenthal, talks about this quite often and she uses an example which i think is great where our brains want to be right because in the caveman days, if you were right about where the tiger was, then you got to live. But if you were wrong about it, then it meant death. It really does highlight for you how, how much and how hard our brains are working to serve us and how us not being aware of so many of those processes can sometimes mean that we're fighting against ourselves instead of leaning into what our brains are just doing by default naturally anyway. So the lesson that I picked up was turning confirmation bias from this thing that's always in the way to a sort of superpower. If my brain will only find evidence to prove it right, then I would like for it to be right about something that I want to believe. You can see how this can be turned into a superpower because if your brain is already looking for evidence to prove it's right, then why not be right about something, about a thought, that actually serves us instead of a thought that we have just by default accepted as true even though it doesn't serve us at all. If I choose to think that I belong in this room with these colleagues, then my brain will look for evidence to prove me right, that I belong. It might focus on what I do already know It'll focus on the value that I bring. It'll focus less on the things that I don't know and more on the things that I do know. If you choose to think that you're attractive, your mind will start to give more weight to situations that back this up and it'll focus more on, for instance, the people who agree with you that you are attractive. It'll focus on them instead of focusing on the people that disagree with you because it feels better. It'll feel better to be right about the thought that you're having, the thought being that you're attractive. You can, first of all, start to spot areas of confirmation bias that are playing in your mind, and secondly, start experimenting with slightly different thoughts to see what can you find evidence of, what can your mind find evidence of when you look around, what are some of the stories that you're telling yourself, and how do you know that those stories are true, and if they're not serving you, what stories would serve you and what sort of evidence would help you see that this new story that will serve you better could possibly be the one that's true. I've put a link in the show notes to the self-talk episode that I did which I think will really help if you feel like you need a little bit more information or a little bit more guidance on how to even start to unpack the thousands and thousands of thoughts that are playing in our minds throughout the day in a way that's going to serve you and be helpful to you but if you need more help than that and you want something a little bit more customized and bespoke to you and your own specific needs I now have a place that you can go looms.me forward slash coaching the link is also in the show notes get in touch and I look forward to hearing from as many of you as possible all right that's enough of that you enjoy this episode share it with your friends share it with your foes your enemies your frenemies your neighbors your acquaintances share it far and wide send it to somebody who you think would benefit from hearing some of what we've talked about today thank you so much for listening and for sticking around till season two this is so i have so many awesome topics lined up for you for this season so if you haven't already subscribed hit the follow button wherever you're listening to this and if you're feeling generous then your good deed of the day could be leaving me a rating it'll help other people find the podcast as well i'll see you back here next week thank you so much